Very few of us have experienced unconditional love. Most of us learn from a very early age how to be awarded with love, how to behave, what actions to take to receive more love. And when we fail to take those actions or be a certain way, then love was withdrawn. This is the opposite of what divine love is. Divine love is ever-loving, forgiving, holding, being there. There are no mistakes that we can make to lose divine love. So when we seek unconditional love from a partner, we will always be disappointed. Chances are that your partner does not love him or her or themselves unconditionally. So how could they love you unconditionally? And yet that is what we want, the very unconditional love that we are not able to give someone else. We want someone else to give that to us. So the process of getting into a space of being in unconditional love with a partner is to be in unconditional love with self. That no matter what mistakes you make, no matter how many times you fall, no matter how much weight you gain or lose or things you get done or don't get done, the love does not go away. That the source of love is life itself, is the divine itself within. So what does that mean? We hear that. Love yourself, self-love. What does that mean? What is the action of self-love? And no, it's not buying yourself everything you want or eating everything you want or watching Netflix all night. That's mostly just a way of numbing out, which, yes, do that if you need to, but know that you're doing it. Deep self-love is, is action. It's words. It's presence. Think about this. If you've ever lived with a pet, with a cat, for example and you go make your bed, the cat wants to be right on that newly made bed. If you're journaling, the cat will put their paws right on your writing. If you are putting your attention into a meditation, they want to come and be right by you. So what is the quality that a cat is so drawn to magically? It's presence. The essence of presence, which is being in the now, fully in the now. I have even experienced that to the extent that I would sit down to meditate and as always, because I naturally have a very um, busy monkey mind, which is why I need meditation probably more than most, I will sit for the minutes it takes, and that could be many minutes, until my mind quiets down. Once it quiets down, and I become fully present, or more present, shall we say, inside my body. My body starts to vibrate. It tingles. You could even try that in this moment if you were to hold up your left hand and feel into the palm of your left hand. What is that? What is it that you sense and feel when you bring awareness into your left hand? It's presence. It's prana. It's chi. It's life force. It's your aliveness, your spirit self, what embodies and imbues 
this physical body that you exist through, that you have manifested through into the physical realm. Now, when you bring that degree of awareness to the whole of the body, you bless the body. That is pure love. Presence is pure love. We see it in people's homes where they bring that degree of awareness to their, to their decor, to the plants they're growing, and give their pets that degree of attention. There's a calm, serene vibe. We might walk in and say, oh, this feels so peaceful. This feels so zen. And indeed it does. And that is what presence is, what love is. It's not leaving because we don't like something. So in practical reality, this is what this might look like. You encounter something that doesn't feel good, where you feel unloved, whether by yourself or by someone else. You criticize yourself or someone else will do it for you. Now, mostly someone else criticizing you is a projection. They're giving voice to something you already thought. And then it sounds even more damning when they speak it because it's already in there. So now it's like coming in stereo from the inside and from the outside. Now, what does it look like to be in self-love in that moment? Be aware of your breath. Just simply start noticing as those thoughts arises and the body starts to contract in protection um, against this attack from inside and outside simultaneously. So becoming aware of the breath and relaxing the belly enough that the breath can come in. So the spirit essence present self can come into the scared body. And then feeling the body. Just as we did a moment ago when you felt your palm, feel that in the whole of the body. So that's really a body scan. That's what we do when we body scan in meditation and yoga is to become really grounded and present in the body. Now, especially present to where it feels the least comfortable, the, the scariest place inside the body. And that's usually a knot in the stomach, contraction in the heart, lump in the throat, belly ache, any of that psychosomatic symptoms that there's something emotional going on. And when you become fully, fully, fully present with that, breathe into it, stay with it. And I like to add and suggest often to my clients that they add words, whether spoken out loud if you're alone, you can do that. Or if you're in a situation where you don't want to sit and speak out loud, you can simply think this inwardly, I am here and I love you. I've got you. I am here. I'm not going anywhere. I've got you. Now, when I do this exercise with students or clients, the first thing that happens is often tears because it's so what we all need to hear. It's so what we wish somebody would do for us. And it's often because a parent did not do that. And we, we wished for a parent to do that, but a parent didn't. Or maybe the parent mostly did, but there were significant times when the primary caretaker or caretakers didn't do that. So we felt abandoned and alone with the scary feelings. Now, as we grow older, the, you could say the yogic challenge, invitation, offer, is that we learn to become super present with ourselves when we are the most scared. 
not discipline ourselves and shame ourselves. Oh, here you go. You're being all scared again. Oh, here you go. You're being all insecure again. Oh, here you go. You're being anxious again. Now, if we had a much greater tolerance for those feelings within ourselves because we learned or we would start teaching little kids to name the scary feelings, where in the body does it show up? Bring a hand to that place. Tell that place how much you love it. Bring your divine essence self to that place. One meditation that I have done with groups of people is to visualize the Buddha self, the divine self, Purusha self, as a little person, a little Buddha person within the heart. And that that is the spirit essence of who we are, a bright shining light, like our own little piece of God of the sun within. And to let that radiate onto, into, surround even, imbue the area in the body that feels contracted and scared. And now what happens initially is it makes that place within feel more scared. And so there can be that um, question like, why would I do that? Why would I go deeper into a feeling that feels horrible, feels contracted, feels scary? But what you will find within minutes of sending this divine light essence, you, self, presence into, onto, surrounding, holding, swaddling this scared place, it tends to relax. And what might have very well turned into reactive anger, triggered behavior, or even numbing behavior, because that's what we tend to do when we're triggered. We tend to either lash out, try to get that other person to do X, Y, Z so we will feel better, or we numb out, we, we eat, drink, buy, shop, you know, whatever will help us not feel that. And, and there's so many things, and it's important that we be honest with ourselves without shaming ourselves, but be honest, wow, when I pick up my phone for the umpteenth time, it's because I actually pick it up every time I feel that anxious pit in my stomach, and it's too much for me to address. But the thing about it is, it doesn't go away on its own. So even if we do manage to drown it with enough substances, behaviors, um, weight gain sometimes can be another way of not feeling the body so acutely, um, that original little contracted place doesn't actually go anywhere until it's been felt, felt and, and healed and felt and held, felt and held. Um, I had an experience recently where I took some uh, magic truffles that a friend gave me here in Spain, where they're legal, and um, the, the magic truffles are similar to magic mushrooms. Uh, they contain psilocybin um, to a slightly lower degree, so you, you take more to achieve the same effect, but I was cautious. Um, I didn't take a ton, but I, you know, I took a little handful, and it showed me a situation when I was uh, a near newborn where my mom was not able to take care of me because she was ill. Now I knew that just I've heard that over the years and I haven't had any emotional connection to that just knew that she got a very bad flu um, a few weeks after I was born and just really didn't have you know she couldn't nurse me she couldn't hold me and you know she was just too sick to 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 mother me and I had an experience which seemed like an eternity when I was in it, which probably in real life wasn't that much of an eternity. Um, but in the experience, uh, while being under the influence of these mushrooms, 
or, or uh, truffles, as the case may be, I experienced um, being totally teeny tiny helpless, not able to do anything other than be in a very cold, dark gray room. And indeed, I was born in the end of November, so this would have been sometime in you know December or January. Um, in Denmark, Copenhagen, where there's like no light and apartments are cold and without, you know, being held and nursed, um, there wasn't really a source of warmth for me. And, um, and it was a terrible feeling. It was like hell to be in that space. But I understood enough because I have done this inner work um, before that this is my chance to hold this place within myself. So rather than um, scream and cry well there was some crying but it was more a sense of there was enough of my witnessing divine self that could drop deeply in to my my itty bitty experience of my little bitty body and hold it and and give me what was not available at the time which was I love you I'm here I even imagined nursing I imagined being reconnected to the divine through nursing through the mother um, and then I was lucky enough also to have a, a friend on the phone with me, actually from another country, who had some experience with the, with the mushrooms and who um, helped me, sort of guided me through it. Initially, he said, um, well, the God is with you and, and God is in you. And, and that wasn't actually cutting it. Um, what I really needed with all my little being was was human hands that held me and picked me up. And I said, can you be that energetically for me, even you know, over the phone, just love me, express love and compassion for me. And so he did, and the most magical thing happened, the room that I was in, um, I was very cold, I was in a cottage in rural Spain where there was no heat um, in February recently. And I was looking outside. I had intended to be out in nature, but all I could do was kind of shiver under the covers and, and not able to get warm. But with his warm words, which, you know, is the divine working through him, his warm, kind words, loving words, the light broke through. So outside the window, it had been kind of overcast and gray. And in that moment, the light broke through and it got stronger and stronger. And then this glorious sunset started um, to appear and you know obviously I was under the influence of the psilocybin so I'm sure that didn't hurt my color perception but it was the most spectacular color show of um, purple and red and deep orange and it just felt like I was being enveloped in in divine colors and um, and that I wasn't alone and yes it's a matter of connecting to the divine within but we can also call upon a friend or a partner to give us what once was not given. And that's, that's different from making another person responsible for our healing. It's co-healing is what I would call that. When we are willing to hold each other through these pained places and, you know, really be um, sort of a stand-in for the parent who couldn't hold us. So... I would say in many intimate relationships for them to really go into um, that very deep place, it, it will at some point probably end up being that you take turns being kind of in fetal pose in each other's arms and letting yourself truly be held and loved. And also 
experiencing doing that for someone else. And I think that's when God is present. God is present within the person holding and God then is called out in the person who is in fetal pose and not feeling loved at that time. So those are just some of my thoughts about unconditional love as I'm sitting here on the beach in Palma, Mallorca and um, listening to the waves and you probably have heard uh, people walking by and other little kind of um, noises around me. I hope uh, you are still able to catch the gist of this and I guess if I were to sum up a message um, in this somewhat rambling little podcast, it would be that we practice unconditional love first and foremost within ourselves and that we also practice it with each other, that we're willing to to step in and really be that loving person for someone else. <laughs>